Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1611. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm revved up and so excited to share with you today. Very special guest calling in from Houston, Texas, where it's a little warm today, Quinn Osha. Quinn Osha is the founder of Topmark, a new community for automotive enthusiasts, where he brings together the best of the traditional car forums, virtual car shows, and social media, building an automotive community like no other. He is focused on filling the gap of canceled car events with a virtual car show platform for now and beyond by spicing up traditional car meets with technology. An avid traveler, you never know where Quinn's going to be. He moved to Los Angeles to earn his undergrad and master's from Caltech in electrical engineering. He worked in the automotive team at Exxon, a tech company in Arizona where he led the design of a new connected police dash camera. He's also worked in Australia and covered Asia, Australia, and New Zealand as his sales territories. Like I said, you never know where Quinn's going to be in the world. We'll be back in a minute to learn more from this guy. But first, a word from our valued sponsors who make Cars Yeah! possible. So keep your seatbelt on. We will be right back. Did you know that Covercraft is much more than car covers? They offer protection for the inside of your vehicles as well. No matter what kind of vehicle you drive, Covercraft makes a floor mat, a cargo area protection product just for your vehicle. Their plush custom fit floor mats turn any ride into something special. Their premier Berber custom floor mats, which are a favorite of mine, if you want something very stylish and unique for your favorite ride, they also have Weather Shield floor liners that provide ultimate protection for heavy dirt, mud, snow, and slush. Their Carhartt custom cargo liners not only look great, but keep your rear cargo area and seats protected from the kids, the pets, or whatever's going on back there. Do you have a pet that destroys your vehicles? Covercraft has you covered for that too with a wide variety of pet protection options. Is your vehicle getting a little long in tooth? There's no better way to give it a new car look than with a custom fit floor and trunk mat. I replace mine every few years with something a little different just for fun. All your options are easy to clean, they secure to the floor, and they look oh so good. Don't forget your trunk too. Custom fit trunk liners for sedans, coupes, and SUVs are perfect to protect the factory carpet from all those things that can stain, tear, and damage your carpets. Check out Covercraft.com for the huge number of styles, colors, and options that you'll love. And I've got a deal for you here at Cars Yeah. If you use the Yeah120 code at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order on me. Go to Covercraft.com, use the code Y-E-A-H-120 at checkout and get 10% off today. Covercraft, they've got you covered. Hey, Mark Green here. I want to invite you to a virtual wine tasting event that I'm hosting on Thursday, August 6th at 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. 
You've heard me talk about Adobe Road Winery's The Racing Series here on Cars Yeah. Well, I've invited some of my fellow automotive enthusiasts and past Cars Yeah guests to this very special exclusive event, and I'm inviting you too. Mikhail Haggerty and Wayne Carini will be there to share their love of classic cars. Racer Lynn St. James provides her insights on racing during these crazy pandemic times and the challenges of choosing a best of show from Jeff Love and David Lillywhite, editors of Magneto. They'll be talking about their virtual concours. When you purchase two bottles of the racing series, you'll get a private invitation to this exclusive Zoom event that centers at Adobe Road Winery, where Vintner and endurance racer Kevin Buckler and his winemaker Garrett Martin will share the secrets to their unique racing series wines. Having enjoyed these delicious blends, I promise you, you will love the racing series. Your purchase of two bottles from the racing series gets you in the virtual door. Use the code UNICEF, U-N-I-C-E-F, all one word in all caps when you check out and you'll get 10% off your purchase of any wine from the racing series. And Adobe Road will be giving 10% of this event's sales to UNICEF. Just go to adoberoadwines.com and you'll see where to sign up. The wine ships promptly and it arrives quickly. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series. Go to adoberoadwines.com today and use the code UNICEF when you check out for a very fast and fun evening with me and these wonderful guests. Thursday, August 6th at 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Cheers! American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. They've been protecting vehicles since 1976. With all the time, effort, and money you've put into your classic vehicles, do you know how much you would receive if yours was stolen, damaged, or totaled in an accident or a fire? Your regular auto insurance carriers won't tell you until after the claim, and more than likely, you'll be in for a rude awakening. With an agreed value policy from American Collectors Insurance, you'll be paid your vehicle's full agreed value. No surprises. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you'll get with an agreed value policy. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-A-C-I-Yeah. That's 866 224 9324 and protect the ones you love. Tell them Mark Green at Cars Yeah sent you. That's American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, folks just like you and me. Hey, Quinn, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Hey, Mark, definitely. I'm really excited. Let's let's get into it. Let's have some fun here. Absolutely. Well, first, I'm going to ask you this. What's one little thing you'll share with us today that most people don't know about you? Sure. Yeah. So this is a, a bit counterintuitive, uh, especially considering I'm here talking to you and my, my job requires a lot of uh, person-to-person interaction. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm actually a bit of an introvert. Um, I had to work to, to push myself to become more extroverted for professional reasons. But uh, really, one of my favorite things to do is, is spending time alone and and uh, hanging out on a weekend, reading some good books. Yeah, you know, my wife's very much that way. She loves reading. She listens to audiobooks all the time. I tease her because I think it's because she likes to just have her headphones in so she doesn't have to listen to me. <laughs> but she loves doing that. She loves math puzzles. She went to engineering school just like you. So she's obviously the smarter one in the household here. Oh, and nice. uh, she always said electrical engineers, those are the really smart guys. So, uh, 
Uh, we hold you in high esteem. Well, let me ask you this about this concept, because I've invited so many people to be on the show. You're my 1611th guest. So you can imagine I've talked to a lot of people. Some of them have been kind of reluctant because they're a little nervous about talking and speaking. They feel like this is somewhat of a public forum. What are some of the ways that you got over that introvertedness? <laughs> is that a word uh, of your life and, and put yourself out there? Um, yeah, honestly, at the end of the day, it was really just forcing myself to do it. Uh, you mentioned uh, I spent some time down under doing some sales roles. And really, one of the reasons I did that was because I, I knew it was necessary for me to grow to be in front of people. And so I put myself in a position where, you know, I had to do that regularly. And just over time, uh, you know, repetition and repetition. And, and ultimately, I was able to, to improve on it. Yeah, being a salesperson, that is a way to do it. I did that early on in my career when I was young really outside of my comfort zone. But I remember one of my prospective clients who became a friend said to me, hey, Mark, always remember a no today could be a yes tomorrow. So never think it. Think of it as a final no from any prospective client. The timing's just not right for them or for you. Well, I appreciate you did that. And I appreciate, I understand this is your first podcast. So we'll try to make it fun for you today. I want to start by asking you for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that has maybe some meaning for you. You're a world traveler and I really hold you in high esteem for that. People that enjoy going out and exploring the world are so much more well-rounded because you meet so many cool people. Is there a quote or or some kind of ins uh, inspirational saying that's important to you in your life? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I feel a little bit on a podium here because uh, building that up, but I hope it hope it lives up to to your expectations. I'm sure, it will. Uh, I've got a few that I really like, but but one that I think is sort of more widely applicable is is progress, not perfection. I think a lot of people can uh, can feel that that concept of trying to be a perfectionist. And I, I often get so tied up in doing something perfect and planning out that perfect plan so I can see, you know, three, six months down the future that I end up not necessarily doing anything at all. And it's this kind of frozen feeling. And so I really try to keep this quote in mind as often as possible because it helps me focus on you're just getting things done today and moving forward and dealing with, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow. And so especially when it comes to my current startup where you know, most entrepreneurs will tell you nothing is ever perfect. Uh, you don't ever have enough time or money or people to do everything you'd like. And so the most important thing is just getting things done and, and again, progressing day to day. Yeah, you know, this is super important for everybody. And I've gotten caught up that I'm such a perfectionist that sometimes it keeps me from my end game. You know, a, a guy who comes to mind, as you mentioned this, Quinn, is Elon Musk and what he's done at Tesla, not to mention all the other companies. So many times he could have just stopped and gone and sat on the beach, although I don't think he's the kind of guy that sits anywhere. Yeah, probably not. But if you think of Tesla as a motor car company, so many people have picked on that company because of all the little things that aren't right. And I just watched a video this morning with someone who had a Tesla. He did a video on a challenge he had with the car. It was really well done. But he mentioned something. He goes, you know, this is still a relatively new company. They're working through things. They're trying to figure out things. But most importantly, they've got cars out there on the road that people are enjoying and are using. Yeah, stuff's going to go wrong, but they just keep moving forward. You think about Tesla, SpaceX, all those rockets that exploded at hundreds of millions of dollars up in flames. They just kept moving. And now they've got a guy up in the space station launching things. So I really appreciate you sharing that. You just have to make progress. It doesn't have to be perfect 
just keep moving forward. Well, let's talk about your business, Top Mark. I found it very interesting. That's why I wanted to invite you to be on the show. Tell our listeners more about Top Mark. It's spelled T-O-P-M-A-R-Q. Why are you doing this? What is it all about? How can people enjoy it? Yeah, sure. So as you mentioned earlier, you know, I started Top Mark to, to try to create a, a go-to platform for, for car shows and events. Pretty much every car enthusiast right now knows it's a pretty tough time. Nobody can host events. Uh, it's been difficult to, to do meetups and, and drives, and, and it's, it's really tough on the community. The auto shows are canceled, concours in, in your local meets and stuff. So um, I was sort of looking at the industry and sort of feeling that pain and, and saw a way that you know I might be able to, to help out and, and offer the community a way to, to get back together. And so ultimately, we ended at this you know, virtual car shows where people and event organizers can come. They can create their own virtual car show on the platform. Uh, they can add classes you know, that you would have in a, a typical car show competition, if it's antiques, classics, exotics, you know, your favorite Mustang, whatever it may be. Um, and then they can invite their, their community members to come contribute, the users to vote on their favorites, and sort of create that camaraderie that, that we've been missing while everybody's sort of sitting at home. One of the cool things with the virtual platform that doesn't necessarily happen in, in person is that it doesn't have to be as traditional. And so uh, you can be more fun with the classes. And so some things we've been um, looking at and, and pr- pushing for, like classes that are based on you know, photography. So how did it get there? Class could be you know, all, all of your members go out and take a weird photo of their car and somewhere that, you know, maybe it, it doesn't make sense to have your car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just sort of adding a little bit more fun to, to the experience um, and, and letting people get back and enjoy their cars, even though they're sort of stuck at home. You know, I love this idea because this year has just been one of those years you want to just, let's just skip ahead and go back yeah. to what we were having fun with. I just came back from a trip to Southern California, where typically when I go down there, I go to some of the cars and coffees. Orange County has a huge cars and coffee. There's a couple others I wanted to attend. All of them had been canceled again uh, because of a re-shutdown of what uh, is happening with the pandemic. Obviously, the pandemic has spurred this concept that you have. Do you see after the pandemic, because I'm going to be positive, this is going to go away someday and we're going to look back and go, boy, that was crazy. Uh, Do you see this being able to continue in the future? Because I can see a lot of ways where people maybe, you know, I'm sitting up here in Washington state in the wintertime, it's raining. We don't have many car shows and I'm watching my social feeds on Saturday morning going, oh, I wish I was where it was sunny so I could go to a a car show. So do you see this continuing as a something into the future where people could participate from all over the world and go to a car show even though they can't really be there? Yeah, that's that's funny, Mark. I actually had a little note here. Yeah, I I think that's a a great question. And I get asked that by a lot of sort of diehards, especially the fans of the classic cars. They tend to say, you know, what's going to happen down the line are these virtual shows what we're going to end up with. And look, I, I'm an optimist as well. I'm 100% confident that we're going to get back to in-person shows at some point. I just, yeah, you know, when to. that is, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, car, car enthusiasts won't stand for them not coming back. Mm-hmm. So the the goal of Top Mark is, is definitely not to ruin the fun uh, by getting rid of those in-person events. Uh, I grew up around them. I went to meets, to auctions, shows. Uh, so the last thing I want to do is, is ruin those. But 
we're actually really looking forward to when we can go back because the long-term mission is to, like you said, supplement that experience. It doesn't have to be an either or. Uh, you can definitely have in-person events that are coupled with a virtual event for, like you said, people who, who aren't necessarily there. Mm-hmm. You can add a level of remote attendance that normally isn't possible for, say, the Orange County cars and coffee meet. I also, I've heard of that one. I've heard it's great, but since I'm not over there all the time, I don't get to see those cars. And so adding a virtual platform definitely adds that. There's also the ability to to extend the experience through adding information in backgrounds on the cars. Mm, a lot yeah, of meets, yeah. a lot of meets I'll, I'll go to, you know, maybe I can't pick out a few cars and I want to know, oh, is that a custom thing? What what did they do to that? And with a virtual platform, you can just log into the event, you know, click on that car and, and get the whole backstory. And so it really adds an extra dimension to that event. And and lastly, I'll just say the, the attendee voting. I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, letting the people talk uh, as opposed to having sort of official judges, having a platform where people can just go in and, and vote for their favorite cars in, in sort of competition events, I, I think, again, brings the, attend- uh, the attendees a little bit more into the event and makes it a, a cohesive experience. So we're really excited to try to offer some of those things. I think it's all really great. And there's another side to this that comes to mind is a marketing side, a product side, where you can attend these and then reach out to the person and talk more in depth about who painted your car? Where did you buy those wheels? What kind of tires? What's the tire size? How do they get that work on that car? All these other things that perhaps when you're at an event, you don't have time to talk to everybody. So is it going to be set up in a way that things sit there so that people can come back to them? Let's say you put on an event, a virtual event, and two weeks later, and I miss it, two weeks later, I can come there and then I can reach out to people that participated. They can, so you create these kind of inner forum within the event. I know I mentioned that in my introduction, but I love that concept. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that that offers a, a lot of power, both um, in terms of you know finding potential you know people to work on your car, but also to to sort of building a better network of you know say cars that you really like. Maybe you're you're a huge fan of you know seventy three nine elevens. Uh, you can go back to events that occurred. You know, find other people with that car and sort of reach out to them. So there's definitely the ability to have uh, a dedicated car page. So you can sort of use the same car to go to different virtual events, but over time it will sort of build out that profile, if you will. And so other people will be able to go into it and sort of see what you've done, what you've worked on, the different pictures you've taken and and things like that and reach out if they have any, you know, follow-ups or questions. Do you foresee a market uh, angle to this whole thing, meaning products, car sales, things like that? Um, You know, I... I've thought about it. I don't necessarily see the immediate connection to actually selling the cars on the platform. I, I can certainly understand that that there's or, or believe that there's a lot of value in having this sort of history of a car going to various shows and events and in the backstory and knowing all about like its build. Mm-hmm. But I, I currently I don't see the the platform going into something like a you know an auction or a, a sales platform. Well, you never know. We'll see. I'll plant that. <laughs> I'll plant that seed in your head there a little bit. Uh, very cool. Well, let's talk Sounds about. Good. Let's talk. About, I'm always thinking marketing here. For me, it's always about where is it going to be, what what it's going to be down the road. But I love the whole concept of this entire idea that you put forward. Let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. Now, you've done a lot of different things. You traveled the world. No doubt, you've been faced with maybe a challenge or two in your life. I'd love for you to talk about one that 
was a bit of a challenge, maybe even a failure that you faced that you learned a lot from. And that's what this is all about. What was the lesson learned and how did that experience help you grow in the future? Yeah, I, I love this question. And, and honestly, uh, you know, one of the things I try to do in life is just to constantly push myself to the to the point of failure. So I definitely have a lot of those. Um, I, I think one of the biggest current ones is this journey into entrepreneurship. You know, and I'm, I'm still working through it. Uh, so I might have to update you on how, how it works out. In a <laughs> You're few always years. welcome to come back, Quinn. We love to hear about where people have come from or where they've gone, I should say, after they've been on the show. So you're always welcome back. Awesome. Yeah, well, we, we might have to make that happen. And then I'll be able to answer uh, whether whether it was a failure <laughs> or not. But uh, a few things that keep me going um, are definitely a really supportive family and friends. Uh, I'm really lucky uh, to have such a great group of people to bounce ideas off of and, and vent, vent with uh, when things aren't necessarily going right. I also really try to focus on the people I work with and you know, for. I think you can probably sympathize with this in terms of your viewership, but knowing that people enjoy your product, uh, you know, makes putting in those extra hours and effort so much more worth it. Knowing that they're enjoying it and it just sort of makes the the whole thing more fun. So all in all through, through the experience, I, I think one of the biggest you know, lessons that I've really learned is that I, I basically don't know everything <laughs> uh, or almost <laughs> yeah. everything. You know, there's just so much to know out there. Um, and the biggest part of entrepreneurship that I've seen is, is being able to come to some new obstacle that you've never seen before and try to figure out how to solve it. And if you can be comfortable with that, or, or at least you know, try to be comfortable with that, I, I think you can get through almost anything. Boy, getting comfortable with that that is a huge challenge for sure, especially if you're a perfectionist, you want things to be right. For someone like you who's traveled a lot, I always look up to people who love to move and go to different countries and experience different things because it puts you so outside of what you know. So it seems like you've been planning for entrepreneurship your whole, your whole life with this these moves across the country, around the world, always kind of pushing yourself somewhere. Do you think all of those experiences combined are going to be brought forward with what you're trying here in this new world of entrepreneurship? Yeah, definitely. I think when I was 11, my parents moved uh, the whole family. We've got seven of us uh, to Paris for a year. Wow. Yeah. It's, so we, I started pretty, pretty young on the, the moving around the world. And I got to say it was tough at that time. And then it was tough when I moved to California. But every time it just gets less hard you're just more ready for it. And, and I, I totally think it, it's played a huge part in, in my ability and willingness to sort of make this jump into entrepreneurship. Let me ask you something else as this relates to it, because I've just gone through this with uh, in my personal life, is when you move a lot, you can't have a lot of material things typically because it, it's a hassle. They become yeah, a weight definitely. to your life. My wife is very non-materialistic because she grew up in a military family. They moved every three years and they lived all over the world. So she was always having to get rid of everything, and she just learned to not be attached to things. I'm the opposite. I tend to be too attached to material things. Is that something you've learned with this moving, is that all those material things really aren't very important? Definitely. Yeah, I try to keep my material things uh, as little as, as possible, and I love the feeling of just totally starting over. It's it's really cool, especially moving down under, you can't take a lot of stuff down there. And so it just, it gives you the ability to almost recreate yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My one caveat there would be, I would love to be able to 
bring a car around with me, but <laughs> yeah. uh, hasn't quite worked out. Yeah. Well, there are cars all over the world, so you can just try different cars, uh, marks that maybe True. you can't get here. That's for sure. Well, let's take a short break. We're going to thank our sponsors here. When we come back, we're going to take a dive into Quinn's personal passion with cars. So like I say, keep the seatbelt on. We'll be right back. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must-read. Whether you dream of owning a collector car, maybe you have two, or maybe you've got 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. And don't miss my weekly podcast with Keith Martin titled Buy, Sell, Hold. It's the essence of collecting. We talk to the movers and shakers in the collector car world. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Cars Yeah, you'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH for buy, sell, hold. That's code BSH. And you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right. $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars Yeah for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. Let's step away from the conversation to talk about our charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through automotive-related events, car shows, and drives. Among those nonprofits is RPM Foundation, a terrific organization working to keep our favorite collector cars on the road. RPM was created to ensure that the specialized skills needed to care for classic automobiles, boats, and motorcycles continue to be passed down from generation to generation. They do this by supporting training for young people with a passion for restoration and setting them up with mentors who can share their valuable knowledge. So far, they've awarded more than $3.5 million to restoration education projects across 35 states. Incredible. To learn more about RPM or to donate to their mission, visit www.rpm.foundation. You'll be glad you did. All right, Quinn, we're back. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated this personal passion you have for cars. What was that pivotal moment when you think back in your life and you knew that you were going to be a car guy? Yeah, so this is this is a story my parents uh, still love to tell to pretty much anybody who will listen. <laughs> uh, I was about four or five years old, uh, and it was my birthday. Everybody had sort of come outside to the driveway. I'd just gotten one of those electric power wheel trucks as oh, my yeah. first ever yeah. vehicle. Yeah, you remember those? Oh, yeah. They're, uh, yeah, they're, they're great. So I started off as a, an environmentalist, you know, with the electric vehicle. <laughs> nice. uh, but apparently I, I hopped into this thing. First time I've ever seen it. And my first move was to just pull a perfect three point turn to get out of the driveway. <laughs> and, and everybody just started cracking up because you got this, this like four year old with his one arm on the steering wheel, one arm, you know, on the passenger seat, <laughs> looking backward, <laughs> reversing. 
and then yeah, from from that moment on, it was pretty much you know all in on cars, uh, new or or old. Very cool. Well, my next question maybe we'll segue past that. I always ask my guests about the first really special car in their life. Maybe something past that little electric car was something more special, but maybe that was it. But what was that first special vehicle for you? Yeah, so I, I think you own a, a Porsche Turbo. I, I do, yes. My uh, beloved Orange Crush, as I call her. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, so I think you might appreciate this one. Uh, it was a bit pricier than Power Wheels, but um, <laughs> after my master's, uh, I went out and you know, got a job at a tech company and, and was doing pretty well. And so I, I decided to go out and buy a two-year-old convertible 911. Nice. Yeah, I, I got a lot of flack from friends and family because uh, it's not the smartest financial move. Uh, definitely not going to argue that. But <laughs> Mark, I, I have to say it was worth every penny to me. So many people wait for a really, you know, the perfect time to get that dream car, or what yeah. they always wanted. Yeah. But life always finds a way to get in the way. And I said, no, I'm not going to let that happen. And so it made the 10 mile commute each way, the best part of my day every day. <laughs> yes, I had a uh, 84 Carrera Cabriolet when I was living in Southern California before I moved up here some 25 years ago. It was my daily driver. And I would drive, drive from Del Mar down to downtown San Diego. And I remember one time I thought, how many days in a row can I drive this car without putting the top up? Because it doesn't rain much in San Diego. And I went almost 300 days before I no finally way. had, yeah, I finally had to put, yeah, it was a really dry year and just wasn't raining. And I seemed to dodge the few little sprinkles that would happen at night. A couple mornings, it was a little misty and I went, screw it. I'm leaving the top down. I can't, can't break it now. But yours was a uh, 2014. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, cab, cab. Well, they're delightful. And as you know, they make any commute that much more special. So congratulations for uh, uh, that endeavor. How about this? If you woke up tomorrow, Quinn, and you were a vehicle, not what you want to be, but you were manifest based on your traits and your personality and, and how you go through life, what kind of vehicle would you be and why? Sure. So as much as I'd love to be that beautiful 911, I don't know that that's exactly <laughs> me. Um, I, I think for this one, I'm going to have to say a 99 RS4 Avant. Okay, why that? Yeah, um, so I'm a 90s kid, so the 99 seem, seems to fit, even though I'm on the other side of that decade. They're also sort of you know short and, and squat vehicles with the hatchback, and I sort of feel like that kind of resembles me a little bit. Uh -huh. um, yeah. And then uh, they're they're really good at pretty much everything. They're they're great cars, great drivers. But then you know they've got a ton of room for whatever sport outing or, or whatever you want to do. So I just really love the cars. And then when you need to, they're just sneakily fast. And and so I kind of like that. And and think that you know when it, I need to be, I can be kind of fast and, and get things done. So yeah, yeah, I really love that car. You know, I love those Audis. I mean, they just had a stance to them. There was something about them that just looked like they were kind of ready to go. Uh, maybe that's why I like the the Porsche Turbo because it had the fender flares. Remember the front of that car, the fenders kind of flared out a little bit. Yep. Yeah, it just has like a little bit of a bulldog stance. It looks a little sedate, but no, it's got some punch to it. So I like that. Nice choice. Well yep. thought through. Well, we are Thank entering. You. You're welcome. We're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off some questions. Have you give us some quick blips of that RS4 Avant throttle? So here we go. What's one of your personal habits you believe has helped with your success in life? 
Yeah, one of the biggest things I think is just to have a mix of realistic and moonshot goals. Uh, realistic goals help me get the sort of day-to-day, week-to-week done, mm-hmm. uh, but the moonshot goals are really what keep me focused on the long term and keep me from you know ever settling with, with what I've done today. So I, I think that's a, a great way to keep things moving. Moonshot goals. I've not heard that in a long time. I like that. Moonshot goals. Awesome. I'm going to write that one down. How about if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? Yeah, so I had to think about this one a little bit, but I think it's, um, I'm going to say Ken Miles. Ah, okay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, he got, I mean, obviously the story was was built into the very famous movie now, um, and so a, a lot of people have heard about it, but my family was big into Fords and Shelby as, uh, growing up, uh, so I really loved his story, and I think it would just be awesome to hear the whole experience from his perspective to, to sort of see how he felt at, at each stage of the way. Yeah, he seemed like a really interesting character, and I don't know that enough's been written about him in the past. I'd I'd love to learn more about Ken Miles as well. Drove some really interesting cars. He was just kind of the guy to me that would just get out there and do it, you know? Just don't get in my way. I'm going to make this happen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. How about the best automotive advice someone else has ever offered you that you found real valuable? Yeah, uh, so I'm glad you say just offered and not advice that I necessarily took. Uh, but <laughs> okay. I'm going to say uh, ne- never buy a car you have to finance. Yes, uh, yes. It's just it, it, it leads to to problems in a lot of cases, and I just especially right now, um, you know, I, I've been watching things sort of go occur with the um, car dealerships being under the gun to sell cars, and, and the loan lengths are getting you know, insane. It's, it, there are yeah. seven and eight years. And on something like that, you're almost guaranteed to be underwater the entire length of the loan. And so that's just something I kind of warn people who, who ask me about buying cars. You know, it's really good advice. Uh, fortunately, my dad years ago told me, if you can't pay cash for something, you can't afford it. And now, of course, houses could be excluded and, and cars are pricey, but you see so many people driving cars that are really are above where they should be driving, I should say, spending the money. I was in uh, the BMW dealership. I have an M3 I've had for 15 years. I keep cars a long time. I bought it new. Wow. And I asked them, I said, how many people uh, lease versus buy these days? And he said, gosh, it's closing in on 70%. And I went, okay, that tells me a lot of people are getting cars they can't really afford because you're you're renting a leased car, right? Uh, yeah. You nothing at the end of that lease. Um, I know That's th- crazy. I know. And I know the argument is, well, you're not having to put any money down. But, you know, do the math. Uh, I always say lease kind of rhymes with fleece. <laughs> now, that may not be the same for everybody. But, uh, yeah, I think if, uh, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. So save up until you can. Great advice. Well thought through. How about a resource that is a go-to for you? Uh, I know Topmark will add that one because that's going to be or is a great resource. But is there another one you might want to share? For me, particularly, uh, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn um, at, at Quinn OSHA. Uh, you can find me, and I, I'd love to hear from other people, even if, if they're interested in events or any other you know, car entrepreneurs who, who just want to reach out and chat would, would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's Quinn, Q-U-I-N-N, OSHA, O-S-H-A. Uh, LinkedIn is an awesome resource, and I, I find a lot of people just are not using it. Uh, it's a much, I think, a much better resource for business than any other social media. And uh, there's a little less, although it's starting to kind of get more political and stuff. Maybe that's because it's an election year. Maybe that'll go away. I hope so. Uh, but definitely it's a great 
great place to go and connect with people in the industry. I find people through LinkedIn all the time. Of course, I post all of my podcasts on my LinkedIn page as well. Uh, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think is a great book for people to, to read and crack open? Definitely. I, I sort of looked through, thought about coming up with a, a car-related one. I couldn't quite find one. That's so okay. could be business or life. Yeah. This is, uh, it, it, I think it applies to pretty much everybody, which is really cool. But it's uh, The Alchemist by Paolo Colo. It took me by surprise. You know, uh, if you haven't read it, it's about a, you know, a kid going on a journey, trying to find his personal legend. And it's such a basic concept, but it's, it's such a powerful message. Um, I really sort of taught me to, to listen to your gut and and do what you think is right. Um, rather than just sort of stick with the status quo and also to just enjoy the journey, uh, you know, because one, that's how you learn and grow. And, and ultimately that's all life is. It's just a path. And if you're focused all the way at the end of the path, you're not going to like what the end is. So (laughs) the end is the end. Yeah. That's that's somewhere we're all going to be someday, but let's not focus on that. You know, it's a great book. uh, Awesome book. Uh, It's one of those classics, I think. Uh, And I think you're the only one who's ever recommended it. Now it's a little tough because, you know, I've had over 1600 guests and I'll remind everybody on the Cars website, there's a great place under the resources tab called guest recommended books where the alchemist here recommended by Quinn and all the other books recommended by, by, my inspiring automotive enthusiasts are listed there. I've made it really easy for you to buy too. It makes a wonderful library. So check all those books out. You'll be blown away. All right, Quinn, we're up to the checkered flag here. This is a fun one, but it can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car. But if you listen to Cars Yeah before, you'll know there's a couple rules to my game since I'm writing the check. Uh, It's the only one collector car you can have. So you need to choose one that ticks all the boxes for you. I want you to enjoy it and drive it. So no garage queens here, but you can't Get the car from me, sell it, and take all that money to finance your business. That little trick's off the table. So if you pick an expensive car, eh, you're stuck with it. But that wouldn't be so bad. So what can I buy you today, Quinn? Sure. So I'm going to say the 73 Porsche 911 RSR. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Nice choice. Uh, One of my favorites. What do you love about the RSR? Um, Yeah. I mean, I just... Obviously, we've talked a lot about 911s, huge fan of it all all in all, but uh, I'm not a guy to let something sit in the garage, so I want something to be driven, and you know, they've always been good performance and good driving cars, and I just, you know, something about those the styling of the 70s Porsches is just right on point with the with the blue and the orange. It's just I love it. So uh, I definitely want to put some miles on that thing. Yeah. Well, you think about the old IROC series uh, that they built all those cars with all those famous drivers and they were all the same, but all different bright colors. And so you're talking about the Gulf livery. That would be yeah. very cool. The baby blue with the orange stripe. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I don't know. It's an unusual color combo, but um, yeah, I'm a big fan. Well, of course, yeah, you think of the 917 in the Gulf livery. We've seen the GT40 Fords in the Gulf livery. So yeah, that car would, any car looks good in that livery. I even saw, years ago, I was at a Porsche parade event in San Diego, and the factory had painted a, when they first came out, a Cayman in that livery. It looked really cool. Really? Yeah, yeah, it looked really cool. So, all right, I'll get to work for you, my friend. Boy, 
that's going to cost me a bloody fortune, but that's okay. Uh, those long hood late 70s cars are my favorites as well. I'd be more than happy to deliver one of those to you. Ah, uh, Listen, Quinn, you've taken me on a great ride. This has been great fun. I want to thank you for sharing a little time with me today and sharing Top Mark with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down the coast highway in that 73 RSR? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll, I'll leave you with another one of my favorite quotes. Uh, this one from Walt Disney. At one point, he was asked about the future state of his park, and he, he famously responded that Disneyland will never be completed. And I think it's it's just such a good way to avoid complacency in almost anything you do, whether it's your car project, your business, your family. Uh, it always reminds me that no matter where I am, how far I've come, I can always keep improving and learning. Uh, and it really helps motivate me. So hopefully it'll motivate some others as well. And thanks for having me. You're welcome. It is a great quote. Life is a work in progress. Keep improving. Keep changing. Keep doing different things. Staying still is a kiss of death. So keep moving. You can find more about Quinn's business, Topmark, T-O-P-M-A-R-Q.com. Are there other ways that people can learn about Topmark? Are you active out there in the social media world, Instagram, all that? Yeah, we've got a Facebook page, uh, Instagram, and uh, if you just email info at topmark.com, uh, we'll definitely get get uh, a response to you. And again, I'd, I'd love to hear from anybody who's also in, in the car industry and in dealing with some of these, these problems of, of being shut down and not being able to have events. So. There you go. I'll put all those links on Quinn's Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go there and type in Quinn Osha. And that page will pop up. Check out topmark.com while you're trapped at home here. I think you'd be happy you did. Quinn, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing all of your experiences with our listeners here. Until you and I talk again, or we see you at the car show, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. You're welcome. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!